part two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Anyway, you know, we didn't play this last night, this tape of Zero Experience Hunter uh, with this woman. Um, I get I, I, they're reporting it as a hooker. I don't know for sure. But anyway, that's that's their reporting of it. Anyway, with this woman naked in a hotel room and the conversation that goes on. It's it's about three and a half minutes, three minutes of of audio content. And and just to give you a little summary so that when we play it, if parts of it are heard hard to hear, you'll understand it. And then, well, anyway, they had kicked everyone out. They had cleaned up the entire place, everything. OK, and and they were getting ready to leave. And I woke up and there was this Russian 35 year old, really nice, pure brunette. Uh, I don't know how long she refused to leave until they, she refused to leave until they wouldn't call an ambulance. They didn't know whether I was dead or not at first. Uh, and the girl says, so they just came over and check. Yeah, they, they checked to see if I was breathing when I finally showed signs of breath. At first, I wasn't breathing. It was in the effing, you know, pool face down and, and they didn't know how long. And she told me they don't, they they were like, they thought we'd get everybody out because, you know, we didn't want, if we had to call, we didn't want everybody, all this stuff is going on. Anyway, anyway, my computer, I had taken tons of, well, like, just like the cam on and, you know, you would, he would always put in a passcode and all of that. And you know what I mean? And, and you know, effing crazy you know, Adam Schiff, and somebody stole it during that period, he said. And he did all this kind of pretend search and whatever stuff. And then he said the last thing he sent me was $2,000 worth of stuff in an Uber. And he sent me with the Uber. And I had sent the money to a cash app or something. And then he goes on. I think he's the one that stole my computer. I think the three of them. The three guys were like a little group, the dealer and his two guys, and I took them everywhere, everywhere, crazy, out of your mind, Adam Schiff, and the Russian, she'd walk out with a bathing suit in her hand, and they'd have videos of me doing this, and videos of me doing crazy, blah, 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 and it goes on from there, and so the woman is asking, so it would have been out already if they had, and he says, no, 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 because my dad running for president you know, I talk about it all the time. If they do, he also knows I make like a gazillion dollars. And then she says they try to blackmail you. Yeah, in some way, yeah, he sells them. But he sells them anonymously to TMZ. Anyway, let's play some of it and get reaction from Peter Schweitzer. They checked to see if I was breathing. I finally showed signs of breath. First, I wasn't breathing. I was eating face down for like an hour long. <clears throat> anyway, my computer like taking tons of like um like just left the like that came on the heat would always put like, in like a pesco and all that you know what I mean? And it was like crazy and somebody sold them like during that period of time. And the heat I think they did like this kind of pretend search. I think he's the one that the computer. I think the three of them, the three guys, that were like a little like group. What does the computer have to do with? They have videos of me doing this. They have videos of me doing it. Like, crazy. 
How long ago did this happen? You said before you met me. Yeah. So it would have been out already, I think. No, no, no. I mean, let me stop it there. It's just hard. I mean, Hunter Biden claiming Russian drug dealers stole one of his laptops for blackmail while he was drugged out. I think it was a Vegas hotel room he's referring to in 2018. Uh, the video obtained by the Daily Mail shows Hunter with this naked woman in 2019 after filming a sex tape and explaining, explaining how he believed the laptop was stolen by the Russians. Hunter left the camera rolling as he recounted a, a Vegas benders 18 days going around from one penthouse suite to the next one. And the, the incident would mean Hunter lost a total of three computers, each likely holding sensitive information about his gazillions and gazillions of dollars and his dad and pictures and videos, etc. Um, Peter Schweitzer, um, there's a lot more my sources have been telling me on the laptop still yet to come. There's a reason my lawyers will not let me take possession of it, even though it's been offered to me. Um, I'm sure your sources are very aware of exactly what it is I'm talking about. Um, why has that stuff not come out yet? And are you hearing the same thing I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean, Sean, look, what you're hearing Hunter Biden uh, admit to in this video is that uh, his dangerous activities um, create a very serious uh, intelligence uh, and national security problem for himself and, by extension, his family. Um, and this, this videotape is not the only instance where this has come up. I mean, remember, it's not just the, the drug activity uh, and these uh, Russian uh, drug dealers, as he defines it, or, or the prostitutes. You know, even the business deals that he's involved in, these, these are not individuals he's doing deals with that are, you know, upright standing people who are not connected um, in any way to the foreign governments. I mean, Patrick Ho, the Chinese executive that was arrested, uh, Hunter Biden, uh, worked with him closely. He called him the effing spy chief of China. Um, so this, to me, is is uh, a very damning video. It's damning not only to Hunter Biden, but also, frankly, to a lot of the media outlets that have not covered this story. Because Hunter Biden is saying uh, what none of the media wants to admit, that this is a real problem, a real story. Uh, and you are quite right, Sean. We are going through the laptop and, and the, the, the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Biden family story, which... Uh, when we first reported on this in 2018, was a story about corruption and cronyism uh, based on the new material that, that we're finding is quickly morphing from a story about corruption to a story about corruption um, and, frankly, espionage. Um, and that's where this is going. And if the news media is not going to cover it, um, they're going to be left behind. And I think they need to acknowledge what Hunter Biden is acknowledging in this video. I, I think the idea now we have to look at something is we spent three years as a country going over potential uh, compromise of Donald Trump and and a video or an incident of two hookers urinating in the Ritz Carlton in a in a in a bed of Donald Trump's, which was totally debunked. 
But three years, the media discussed it. Now, besides me and and a few of us on Fox News, and, and we played the entire tape last night, uh, I don't think anybody else is talking about it. So all the compromising materials that uh, Adam Schiff wanted to give to the FBI are right there. And the FBI, though, has had this laptop from the beginning, have they not? Yeah, you're exactly right. And, Sean, let me just underline, you just said something so critically important. And that is the, the discussion about compromise on, on, on Donald Trump. That came from an anonymous source that, that really had no credibility, no backing to it whatsoever. And it was embraced by the media uh, who sort of fell over themselves believing that this had to be true because of their uh, you know, preconceived notions about Donald Trump. So that's an anonymous source with no backup material. Here you actually have the person himself, Hunter Biden, saying, I've got all this compromising material. I believe that what he describes these Russian drug dealers has this material. We know, of course, that, that, that uh, other laptops of his have been missing. And by the way, those laptops not only include these terrible pictures and images and video recordings, they also include private correspondence with his father. Uh, we've been going through that. There's material here that, that um, creates problems for his father. So anonymous source with Donald Trump with no backing. Here you have the principal himself, the son of the sitting president, saying there is compromising material out there, and I'm afraid people are going to use it against me. And nobody seems to want to pick it, pick it up and discuss it. it, it it's remarkable and extraordinary. But, Sean, I'm confident that it's going to end up biting them in the end uh, because the material that will continue to come out, that we will be releasing, is so damning, um, so beyond debate um, that I think it's going to be a glaring contrast to what the media is not covering. Now, um, you don't have your copy either of of the laptop, correct? But you, you like me, have discussed it and have confirmed the same things I've confirmed. Is that a fair statement? Uh, we have um, the hard drive. emails. Uh, yes, of the emails, not including any pictures or videos. That's correct. Okay. So now, there's a reason why those. the emails were acceptable to your lawyers, but other stuff was not. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct, Sean. And you were advised for very, for legal purposes not to obtain materials that you were warned might be illegal. Correct. There, there is a, a, a reported material on the laptop that if you possess it in the United States or pretty much any other advanced Western uh, country, uh, you could go to, char uh, go to jail on very serious uh, So my uh, question is, charges. knowing that the FBI has the whole thing and that they were even offered the entire thing by Rudy Giuliani, why haven't they taken it? And why haven't they acted? Uh, that's, a good, that, that's, that's a good question. And, you know, one has to hope, uh, like you, I want to believe that, that in the rank-and-file FBI there are people committed uh, to simply following the truth wherever it leads. I want to believe that the FBI has access to this material and they're going through it. If they are not, uh, it is negligence on a massive scale. Whether you're talking about uh, criminal issues related to corruption but whether you're also even looking simply at counterintelligence and national security issues about vulnerability, compromise uh, on the son of the president of the United States, but also on the family. Let's remember, uh, I've seen it. We're going through it right now. There's material here on financial transactions involving Hunter Biden, 
his father, now the president of the United States, uh, and his uncle, uh, James Biden. Um, that is material that also uh, could be leverage point against the president and his family. And if the FBI is not looking at that, uh, it is uh, it is a remarkable dereliction of duty. Quick break. More with Peter Schweitzer. He's the president of the uh, Government Accountability Institute as we continue on this new Hunter Biden tape from the Daily Mail. Continue. Peter Schweitzer with us, President, Government Accountability Institute. This uh, new Daily Mail videotape, Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah, about laptops and confirming everything that Peter's been reporting now since the release of Secret Empires in 2018. The reality is, is if if I have multiple sources confirming to me that it's there and you've had the same thing and. There's a reason that the the computer repair guy who was a very nice man. You know him, John Paul Mack, uh, you know, saw something that needed the FBI's immediate attention. Um, at that point, you, you've got to conclude that it had to be so bad that he didn't want any part of it. And he wanted he, he felt compelled to tell the FBI it was so serious. Exactly. And, and he made he made a very wise decision. Um, which was if you're in possession of material like this that that uh, creates uh, legal uh, jeopardy for yourself that you've stumbled upon, the best thing to do is not go to the media, not go anywhere. It is to go to the FBI and say, look, this is how this came into my possession. Uh, this is how I have it, um, and, and I'm sharing it with you because it has this material on it that is illegal. And, and, and by the way, Sean, um, you know, we have gone through the Hunter Biden emails that are on that laptop, um, and we have confirmed it with other material that we already know, the Hunter Biden Secret Service travel records that the Secret Service released, the financial transactions from the Treasury Department, um, other email collections we have, and every single email that is on that laptop corresponds 100% with the other material we have. So in other words, if the Secret Service record says uh, that Hunter is in Dubai on a given date, you find emails on this laptop that say, hey, I'm going to Dubai next week, or I was in Dubai next week. There's no way that those could have ever been faked or replicated because the laptop was released before before the Secret Service ever released the travel log. So it is 100% accurate. It is 100% true. And I have no doubt that this other material that you're talking about that is on there is probably accurate as well. I don't think that, that, that anything on this laptop that I have seen uh, is inauthentic. I think it's 100% accurate. And that's what's so troubling about it. And that's why it demands action. It's amazing. I keep talking about a dual justice system. And I've got to give you the credit because it was Secret Empires, uh, your book that you released in 2018. And uh, I know we did the first radio and first television interview with you. And you've been right all along yep. and and proven and vindicated every step of the way, which is a credit to the to the amount of work and research you put into all of what you do uh, at the Government Accountability Institute. And we just appreciate the hard work you do. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. I always appreciate it. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, the great one, Mark Levin, checks in with us at the bottom of this half hour. 
941 uh, Sean. We'll get to your calls also. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. The great one, Mark Levin, joins us at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, so the incoming Border Patrol chief says, you know, we've been having 180, 90,000 per month crossing the border illegally. And those are only the people we know about. And as we've been pointing out, you have COVID positivity rates as high as 20 percent. Uh, I'll get to Border Patrol agents and the danger they're in in a minute. Uh, Raul Ortiz is the Border Patrol chief that is incoming He's now saying that July's border apprehensions, oh, yeah, that's going to be over 210,000. This is going to be a record year of illegal immigrants. They're not being stopped. Laws are not being enforced. Aiding and abetting law-breaking is, is happening daily by the Biden administration, you know, in the middle of a pandemic with a high rate of COVID positivity. Meanwhile, you're getting, you know, vaccine passport mandates, uh, uh, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, and your life is a living hell, but none of that exists for people that are not American citizens and aren't following our laws or respecting our borders or sovereignty. Here's the incoming Border Patrol chief. Chief Raul Ortiz has three decades with Border Patrol. His appointment to lead the agency becomes official on Sunday, and he doesn't mince words about what he believes will likely be the greatest challenge of his career. In my 30 years, this is the most complicated situation I've ever experienced. With migrants flooding the border all night and all day, every day, Chief Ortiz confirmed new July apprehension figures will be the highest in more than 20 years. Our official numbers will come out tomorrow, but I will tell you that they increased this month over last month, and we've seen steady increases over the last four or five months. Over 210,000? Yeah, I believe it's going to be over that. Comfortably over? I don't know about comfortably over, but it will be higher than that. The chief will be among those meeting with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas during his visit to the Rio Grande Valley tomorrow, a section of the border where the chief says 60% of all migrant crossings from Mexico happen. His agents, he says, are tired, but doing their job every day with, as he put it, humanity and professionalism. He says, like all previous surges, there will be an inflection point it will drop off but he says it needs a whole of government approach and that is the message he will deliver to secretary mayorkas tomorrow if we have this whole of government approach i do think we can turn the tide on this all right uh, there you hear it directly now here's something that ought to scare everybody um and i saw this you know there's a gao report on how COVID has spread from infected migrants to our border patrol agents these are our Border Patrol agents, GAO. Through February 2021, over 7,000 of the Border Patrol's employees reported being infected with COVID-19. 24 have died. Over 20,000 employees were unable to work at some point due to COVID-19-related illness or quarantine. Officials interviewed by the GAO at three out of the four Border Patrol locations said that COVID absences had impacted operations to some extent. In addition, some field locations took steps to modify infrastructure to prevent the spread of COVID-19, like installing acrylic barriers or improving airflow and facilities. Challenges of implementing operational changes, including, uh, let's see, uh, insufficient equipment for telework at three field locations and shortages of uh, respirators at a quarter of the ports of entry at the GAO contacted. 
And starting in May of 2020, Border Patrol encounters with non-citizens steadily increased. And as a result, Border Patrol requested additional resources. It has shifted their deployment strategy to operate as closely to the border as, as practical to intercept individuals who could be infected with COVID-19. But they're still not testing them. They're still not testing them. You know, I noticed that Arnold Schwarzenegger is saying to, quote, anti-maskers, screw your freedom. You know, because with freedom comes obligations and responsibilities, he said, in this thing released. And the, you know, anyway, all part of a discussion with uh, CNN, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, really? Governor, just ignore our freedoms? Wow. I haven't heard you or Fauci comment about the border. Now, the Attorney General of Arizona, now also a Senate candidate, will be going up against Senator Mark Kelly, probably one of Chuck Schumer's most reliable liberal votes in the Senate. Uh, he has the latest. Now this number is going to be over 200,000. And the challenges that states like Arizona, Texas, and other border states are facing, uh, you're on the front lines of all of this, and, and you're the Attorney General uh, the chief law enforcement officer of your state and your state now is not the people that work on the border are not allowed to literally enforce the laws of the land. And, and I can't imagine that any other American get, would get to pick and choose which laws they obey and which they don't obey like Joe Biden is doing. Welcome back, sir. Thank you very much, Sean, for having me, as always. Um, it, it just kind of stinks that we have to continue to talk about the Biden administration's failure and abandonment of the rule of law. And it breaks my heart as a first-generation American to think that our own federal government is facilitating basically chaos, um, allowing the cartels to control the border, and literally, as you just alluded to, allowing folks that have tested for uh, tested positive for COVID to basically fly throughout the country. And to me, Sean, it's the height of hypocrisy where you have the Biden administration wanting us to stop sending our kids to school in-person learning. They don't want us to go out to eat. And yet the CDC, I'm still waiting for them to provide guidelines on open borders because the Biden administration is literally flying thousands of people who may be carrying COVID variants to all across the country. They're essentially giving them free airfare wherever they want to go. And meanwhile, hardworking taxpayers are taking the brunt of this and Biden is undermining our quality of life in our neighborhoods. Oh, OK, so now these guys are down at the border. It's now mission impossible. They can't enforce the laws. Then we got the overcrowded cages. And then it, we learned, for example, yesterday that, you know, planes are being chartered and they're just flying people to other centers and other locations, not as close to the border. In this case, Albaline, Texas. And then they're dispersing illegal immigrants to, you know, every state in the union. So my question is, OK, well, what happens then when they bring COVID with them with this high rate of COVID positivity? And how is it that Americans have vaccine passport mandates and vaccine mandates and mask mandates? And yet we don't even test people that are entering the country illegally in the middle of a pandemic and then shoving them into crowded over overcrowded cages uh, where they're literally on top of each other. Well, Sean, I think you know the answer to this is that it's because Biden and his left-wing allies don't believe in intellectual consistency. They don't believe in the rule of law, and they are systematically um, trying to undermine this country and concentrate power in Washington, D.C., and part of that plan is basically overwhelming states like Arizona and Texas and Florida with a bunch of people that are illegally crossing our borders. I mean, the reality is, is that at the direction of President Biden or whoever may be speaking into his earpiece, 
the Border Patrol is having to release migrants who are untested, unvaccinated, and basically they're being flown on airplanes to all sorts of neighborhoods. We're not being provided any information. So this not only impacts Arizona, but this is impacting the entire country. And shame on the Biden administration. When you have these statistics coming out that up to 20% positive rates, and we know that we've seen um, numbers that say only about 1% of the people from Honduras or Guatemala are vaccinated, I mean, this is an unmitigated recipe for disaster. And so the Biden administration, I don't think we can take anything seriously as to what they say about COVID because their failure to address this issue undermines any credibility they have and any of the CDC guidelines or what they're telling us about COVID. Because what they are doing by allowing people that have been either unvaccinated, untested, people that have positive tests on airplanes and spread throughout this country is it's not only illegal, it's immoral, Sean. It really is. And, and it's not helping. What about the people that live in these border towns? What's the rate of COVID positivity? What, what is, you know, what's what impact is it having on on the, the medical system, hospitals in Arizona and Texas? Uh, what impact is it having on educational institutions, the schools for our kids? Do you see an impact? Yes. Make no mistake about it that when there's there's numerous financial impacts, we know that the Biden administration has talked about sending $310 million of money to Central America. We also know that the Biden administration and its allies in Congress, like Cartel Kelly, have empowered the cartels. And as a result of that, not only are we seeing this dramatic increase in drugs coming across our border, but the impact on social services. So you have the Biden administration literally building or renting out hotel rooms for people that have crossed the border illegally to basically put them up in four and five star hotels costing the taxpayers, you know, tens of millions of dollars. We know that the hospitals, especially in the border communities like Yuma, we're seeing an increase in admissions. And we know that the Biden administration got rid of the public charge rule, Sean, which basically um, says that if Trump um, implemented this, that basically says that if you come here, you have to be able to support yourself and not be on government benefits. We have a lawsuit. I have a lawsuit pending right now against that because I think that incentivizes people to come here. So there is a cost, not only in the hundreds of millions of dollars that are being spent on on this, but there's also a cost in the degradation of our quality of life in our communities. And shame on the Biden administration, shame on Secretary Mayorkas, and shame on his enablers like Cartel Kelly in the U.S. Senate. All right, we're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, how's the run for Senate now going so far for you? Uh, there's one thing I can say. I mean, I'll even say this about Senator Cinema. I mean, she has shown some interest in representing the values of the people in arizona i mean she's she's stood pretty strong up till now on the issue for example of the eliminating the legislative filibuster i give her credit for that uh mark kelly we don't hear a peep out of on anything he's one of the most reliable schumer pelosi votes in the entire country well you know sean that mark kelly cartel kelly doesn't represent arizona values you know i grew up here i've been a staunch defender of the second amendment staunch defender of life i have always believed in federalism and pushing back against the feds and i always say that when we have candidates that can articulate and defend arizona values we win and um, i'm very proud of my track record as attorney general and i'm going to keep fighting and i'm going to bring that fight to washington dc because at the end of the day and i think you appreciate this is that there's only two pandemics going on in this country right now one that was created in a chinese lab and two the other one is coming out of the dc swamp and we need people in dc that are going to push back and protect hard-working arizona taxpayers all right we appreciate it we're watching this what did you call him cartel kelly ouch 
Uh, this is yeah, gonna Cartel Kelly. Hey, Sean, you didn't plug the website. People aren't going to know how to spell my name unless <laughs> you spell it for. <laughs> That's not my job to plug your website. Well, my sister says you're always making fun of our name. And I'm like, no, no, no. She's trying to help people. I'm not making it. fun of your name. It's just I like, know. what's the website now? Mark B for AZ.com. Anyway, uh, Mark Bernovich. We're looking forward to this race, and uh, let's see if Mark Kelly's willing to debate with you. I'd love to see that debate. Anyway. Oh, I would love. I, I want to do half a dozen debates, a dozen debates with him, Sean. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's see if, if he's willing to do it. I tend to doubt it. Anyway, appreciate you being with us. Thank you. And you know, this this is now what we all deal with at the border. Up is next. You do not want to miss it. And stay tuned for the final hour free for all on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, let's get to our phones here as we say hi to Jane in Florida. Jane, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. Glad you called. Yes. Can How are you? you? Me? Glad you called. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, from Florida now, but originally from Long Island. Okay, smart. Um, you got out. I didn't. You're smarter than me, but I'm not far behind. <laughs> well, you're fortunate. I'm a realtor, so I can help you out with that. Oh, that's great. What um, part of Florida are you in? On the West Coast in, in St. Petersburg area. Look, I've owned property in Florida now for almost 20 years. I, I love Florida. It's amazing. They they take in half the income of New York and have infrastructure that's 5,000 times better. It's amazing, actually. Um, so what's and on your mind today? quality of life as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, you know, I heard you talking. I heard you talking yesterday, um, commenting on the comments from Gavin Newsom. And you, that the fact that he was ignorant that people are fleeing the state because of the things that are going on there. And I decided to call in because that's my experience here in Florida as a realtor. I would say a good, uh, in the past year, a good 60 to 70% of my business is from people leaving states from up north, in particular, New York, Illinois, New Jersey, uh, also Massachusetts, Michigan, and Minnesota, and a couple from California even. So um, thank you, all those governors, for all your policies that are driving my business. Um, doing really well with that. But it's all blue states. And um, I think people figured out, first of all, that they can work from anywhere. So COVID was a big catalyst. They're also fleeing the high taxes. We have a 3% cap on our property taxes here once you homestead. So you can go up a maximum of 3% a year. The personal freedoms are a very big deal. And I talked to my clients just interviewing them, you know, in, in terms of why are you making this move, et cetera, et cetera. And Sean, the vast majority of them, the vast majority are uh, of red persuasion. Um, so it, it's a special kind of exodus. It's a political exodus in a way. And they're coming down here to, to start over and to enjoy a different type of life. And when they get here and we don't have all these restrictions like the masks and the, the other things that have been uh, perpetuated, sorry, um, in the States and continue to exist and, you know, kids going to school. And then our wonderful Governor DeSantis is a beacon. He is a beacon. He's so refreshing to these people. They mention him by name. Well, appreciate the call. Um, I'm glad it's interesting. People are going to move from blue states. Don't bring your dumb politics with you. Don't ruin the state that you're going to 
by implementing the policies that you just escaped from. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. When we come back, the great one, Mark Levin, joins us on his breakout bestseller, American Marxism. That is straight ahead. <laughs> 